Hey guys, Chris Evans here from Traffic and Phones, and I wanted to tell you about our newest book, The Consultant's Next Door. People are raving about this book. Inside this book are strategies we used to start and scale our business, which were widely known about uh, across the internet, Traffic and Funnels, to over seven figures per month. Yes, that is a million dollars, over a million dollars per month. Uh, In this book, we cover everything from selecting the right business model, creating an irresistible offer, how to market that offer, sales, leadership, mindset, and long-term growth. So if you're ready to stop trading dollars for hours and start working whenever, wherever, and however you want, then go ahead and pick up a copy of this book. And as a listener of this podcast, you can grab your copy for free by heading over to trafficandfunnels.com slash free book. That is trafficandfunnels.com slash free book. Just pay a small shipping and handling fee, and we will get that into the mail for you. All right, back to the show. You're listening to The Traffic and Funnels Show. So um, how many of you guys feel like you're uh, having a good time outside of work? I am. No, I am. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. Uh, how many of you feel stressed? Got <laughs> <laughs> uh, Why do you feel stressed? Let's just randomly go around. It hit me with it. I'll start. Yeah. Um, the season in which I'm in, I feel like I'm just forcing momentum and yeah. stressing myself so that the spike can curve upward, like it's forced. Okay. Anybody else? I think it's, it's stress and being behind, but it's a healthy stress. I don't think it's crippling me. I think it's empowering. Yeah. So. Yeah, mom is definitely just inconsistency that was causing stress. Just in mm-hmm. everything I was doing outside of work. So. Okay. I'd say for me, a big thing is like moving into a new position, having uncertainty around like just getting used to that and making a little bit less money in the beginning. But that's also what excites me as well. Um, is a little bit of the uncertainty. So stress level scale one to ten. What's yours? Uh, probably a six. Five to six. Yeah. Oh, y'all aren't stressed then. I don't know why you raise your hand. Five out of ten is not stressed. That's called waking up. <laughs> cool. <laughs> so should we redefine maybe what stress is? Maybe what's yours right now? A scale of one to ten. Yeah. It's probably a six. But I don't really. That's not bothering me. If I'm under a six, it just means I'm, I'm on vacation. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. mine's from time, okay. and I'm <clears throat> feeling like I'm w- not spending with at home because I am behind on my numbers right now, and I feel like I need to stay here longer to catch up. Are you using the time you have here appropriately? Mm-hmm. Not as much as I could. Okay, <laughs> so it's because you don't. That's why you're robbing time from because you're not using it appropriately here. Same with me. Yeah. I'm not controlling my calendar good enough. I have more <clears throat> stuff going on outside of work and taking on coaching, leadership, time away from production. What's your stress so, level? Dude, I'd say an eight is accurate. Okay. Day to day. Not bad. Over the past 30 days, an average eight. Okay. So nobody has any stress outside of work? You do? Yeah. Okay, well, what's your stress level outside of work? Like 8.5. 8.5. All right. Anybody else have a stress outside of work? What what's the number? Oh, for sure, eight. Eight. eight? Yeah. Okay. Now we're getting some. Now we're getting into the GC. Anybody else? Nine. 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 N
Okay, so why are we segmenting outside of work versus at work? Okay. Do you think that works? I would just work. I mean, can we? I'm just asking questions. I have one tranny, but now I'm like at your jugular on a different one. So, I mean, if we're a five at work and an eight outside of work, what are we really? Six and a half, six mm -hmm. and a half, seven. Okay. Are we not, not to me, not to me. I mean, if I'm a nine outside of work, I'm a nine at work too. Yeah. So, y'all, we're, we're probably trying to compartmentalize and, it, and we're not worried, worried about the fact that it doesn't work that way. Yeah. An alter ego is not going to completely disregard stress outside of your alter ego. Yeah. Anybody else? What are you going through right now outside of work? Some personal shit. Yeah? How yeah. big? Six out of ten. Okay. It's, not, it's not huge. I know what Anthony's going through. I know what Josh is going through. Do um, you guys remember the law of the mirror? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yep. here's, here's my thing with you guys, and this is what you need to work on, and this is, this is just uh, me going off a of gut from walking to you or watching you guys walk through and seeing how the end of days are, and you know, I still look at those from time to time. Um, you cannot live like a like a beta in your life and expect to show up like an alpha at work. That's good. So it's going to really mess you up. If you're walking around with a 9 out of 10 in stress outside of work because you haven't figured out how to set up your perspective, then you're going to show up at work and you're going to reflect the 9 out of 10. If you think your life is difficult and you complain and you use your words as a pressure release, you talk and you use it. You see what I'm saying? Like you, you complain and it makes you feel better and you're doing this outside of work and you're not taking control of your thoughts, you're not taking control of your perspective and then you try to come in here and be a leader, what's going to happen to you? You're going to break. We have an energy issue going on where we think that we can um, fabricate authority, uh, but you actually cannot. It's something that that is that you have or you don't have. So I learned early on in my life that um, I had... I had to go through difficult things and become better because of it. And I think what's happening in our personal lives, um, I could be wrong here, just giving you the caveat. Uh, but I would imagine that we're not showing up in alignment with who we want to be outside of this work environment. And so therefore, we're struggling to be who we want to be inside of it. That's good. Does that make sense? Yep. Yeah. 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 So at 9.30 at night, <clears throat> You're not physically on the clock, but you are psychologically on the clock. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to see you. I'm not going to hear you. But who's going to see and hear you? you. Yourself. How you act at 9.30 at night when you're exhausted, you hear that. And then you bring that in with you the next morning at 7.45, 8 o'clock. And you want to commandeer or fabricate this issue or this, this identity of authority when your brain knows for a fact that you don't have any authority. There's got to be some better alignment, I think. So uh, I could go through the room and I could, 
I could, you know, dig out of people. You know, what's the hardest thing you've ever been through? What's the hardest thing you've ever been through? The hardest thing you've ever been through? And we'd have some crazy shit. Um, you've had opportunities to learn how to take control of the way you think, the way you speak, right? Yeah. So the question I have is like, why now are we suddenly struggling to take control? We can, we can train on, hey, what's, how do you handle objections? That ain't going to fix anything. That's not going to help you at all. If you think you're not hitting your numbers because you don't know how to handle objections, that, I'm sorry. I'm sad for you. That's not it. The, the crux of the issue is we're lacking some authority in our lives or at work? Everywhere. In our lives. In our lives flow into our work. So it's not, it's not a time to just fix how you're showing up at work. It's a time to fix how you're showing up when you think it doesn't matter. That's the, that's the areas that you're getting weak in. Yeah. That would be my guess. Could be wrong. Could be right. I don't know, but I sure carry around a lot of authority, so I would just model whatever's going on with me. Mm. This morning, Lindsay was like, hey, I need you home at 5. And I'm like, I have an appointment that lasts until five. There's no way I would be home at five. And she's like, you told me yesterday that you could be home at five. Well, apparently I said something that wasn't remotely close to I could be home at five, but it was interpreted that way. And uh, I was like stressing out. I could be home at 5.30, but I can't be home at five. The 30 minute difference this morning was causing me to lose it. Lose it. Like, I don't know how to figure this out. I can handle the big things. You can tell me we're, we're, we're about to lose a half a million dollars in real estate. I'm like, cool. Let's figure it out. The little things sneak through the chinks of my armor, though, <laughs> and they just get me crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, Lindsay got in a car wreck two months ago, three months ago. Cost us $20,000 almost to fix it. And I'm like, no worries. As long as you're okay. We're good. Like, we're, through repetition, we're trained to deal with the big... But the little stuff... I was supposed to have an apartment and then they backed out and it's like, oh my God, it's literally taking over my entire life. It's something that you probably could figure out if you would just calm down, you could figure it out. Why is that? Immaturity. Immaturity. You're not focusing on it, so we're not training on it. Lack of perspective. Okay. Didn't control your calendar enough prior to the incident. Lack of awareness, maybe. No. Are you married? No. Uh, yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> He's screwed, bro. That's <laughs> what. I mean, it's probably a lack of margin. So when something does happen, we just snap and we freak out because so, we don't have any capacity left over to deal with it. I feel like that's to do with self-awareness, knowing how you feel so you can convey it and deal with it. For me, I feel like it is a lack of perspective. Mm-hmm. And I control my perspective very well on the things that are big but I don't control my perspective well on the things that are small. And you take nine of those things and stack them up, and it starts changing your identity. So this morning, I got in my car, and I was like, the hell is the matter with you right now? Like, how are you going to show up to work and, ex- and teach people and model for people how to lead and how to be an adult, and you're flipping over 
tables over 30 minutes. I just had to catch myself. You guys got to do the same thing. Sometimes there is no secret. The secret is there's just no secret. You know, you're not spending enough time with, and it's like, look, you just got to fix it. And no one else is responsible for this except for, except for me, except for you. Let's talk about margin real fast and I'll let you guys go. This is the training I actually had for you guys. And then it got, Anthony took me off. Um, <laughs> margin. Where does the margin in your life come from? Increased capacity. Okay. Yes. You, you have to intentionally have it too. You okay. have to schedule it in your calendar. Like 100%. 90%. Anybody else besides Nick? Creative. Two areas that margin can come from in your life. I'd say margin for me comes from doing something like peaceful on the weekends mentally, just to create more bandwidth for stress during the week. Okay, that may be a, a tact, like a, a hack, but holistically, I want you guys to start thinking about margin this way. There's two areas that margin can come from. Number one, an increased capacity. Number two, a decrease in goals. I am comfortable with both. Hmm. What do you mean a decrease in goals? Well, if you decrease the amount of torque you want in your life, then you can decrease the amount of effort you have to put into it. If LeBron James decides that he doesn't care about rings anymore, he can actually work out less. That means there's margin. Yeah. Hmm. How do you determine which one you need to fix? I always try to increase capacity. Before you decrease goals, how do you increase capacity? You wake up earlier. You rehearse your goals more. You when do, do you something to, that's you do something that's really hard. And then when do you know to go to decrease goals? I don't think you would work here if I made a habit of decreasing my goals. So I got a lot of things that are that have the potential to stress me out. Um, but most of the time, you know, what we're looking at when we compare me to you is not, is, there's, there's one difference, and that is the amount of time it takes me to get a freaking grip over what's going on. Like, I can complain with the best of you. Don't go toe-to-toe with me. I can just complain and complain. Like, I can give you so many, I can give you so many things that literally are, like, catastrophic in my life. I can take you back from the age of 17 to my current age of 32 and show you every single month something that has tried to kill me. Stack it up. We want to stack it up? Like, who has more reason to complain right now? Yeah, Taylor, you make a lot of... You know what I do for the money that I make? It's like, I make money that is equal to my sacrifice. And so do you. That is it. So you want to make more money, you need to be able to look at, well, what's... What's Taylor going through mentally to get there? What price does he pay that I haven't paid? But here's the, here's the difference is after 30 minutes, I'm like, dude, what is going on with you? What's, what's the deal? And I'll fix it. Some of y'all will go weeks living in a state, living in an identity before you catch it or before Peyton catches it, before Josh Altop mm-hmm. catches it. We got to increase the speed with which we self-examine and we fix our perspective. So your margin, let's think it through. Dude, you got two ways to increase margin. You can either do really hard, you can make your capacity bigger, higher, or you can decrease your goals. Those are the only two places. Make sense? Yep. So be comfortable with going through a season of, of grind 
and keep the clarity high on why you're doing this and make a commitment that, you know, if I had a camera on you at all times, would I, yeah. would I respect you? It's hmm. good. Because if, if the answer is no, then you can't show up and talk to my prospects and carry the same authority that I would carry. You know, yeah. it's not a it's not a hack. I'm not I'm not hacking my way to being a great conversationalist. Like you feel it, yeah. you yeah. feel yeah. me. Yeah. People can't ignore it. It's a weightiness. I'll suck you in, and there's no way to hack yourself to that. You have to become that. Okay. That's good. Sense. Yeah. That's good. Anybody got questions? So I feel like with me, I can catch when I'm stressing out. But I think the hard part is. What do I need to tangibly say to myself or do to correct it so my stress levels go down? This is why you could say, this is why I make the big bucks. This is why I earn in capacity to, <laughs> how old are you? 23. And what's your income? All right, so is that normal? Like maybe we just, maybe we haven't done the studies on like what actually you should make when you're 23 years old. So <laughs> 23 year olds are graduating from college. They are working at their first career. What would, who had the worst first job ever? <laughs> what was it? Um, I was working at a horse farm where we had to watch them breed. How old were you? <laughs> <laughs> I was 14, watching horse semen come out a tube. Oh. Okay. That's worse, that's worse than mine. <laughs> Dude, where should you be at 23? Yeah, nowhere. Just based on your age. Now, where should you be in, in proportion to what you have done and what you have paid? You're where you need to be. I wouldn't expect anything less. But, dude, when you're having a rough week, dude, sometimes you just got to back out and be like, dude, I'm 23, quarter million dollars, about to get married. Like, what? Do you guys pause and be like, how the hell did life get so good? <laughs> do we really? Yeah. Because y'all feel like you're stressed, but I don't know that like you have any reason to be stressed. Like, you know, this morning I'm driving in, talking to Chris Evans. I'm like, dude, how did life get so good? My life is hard at all. But I feel like it's the better, it's yeah. the best it's ever been. We're not, compare the power reserves of just like, we got to use gratitude the right way. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's super good. Sometimes shit happens and like Chris will just be like, man, this is why we get paid the big bucks. I'm like, you're exactly right. You we're going through freaking, you know, seven restaffing. Somebody's trying to, you know, uh, a month and a half ago, somebody on the Wealthcat team was recruiting other Wealthcat staff to start their own real estate business. No way. <laughs> what the wow. fuck? Yeah. It's great. <laughs> it took me 16 months before I got paid from Wealthcap. Imagine working for free, that level of stress for 16 months, and you don't get paid. Mm. And somebody's trying to start their own business and recruit the staff away. Maybe I should just share more of this stuff so you guys understand. Uh, but here's the thing, like, I get paid and rewarded in according in accordance with my sacrifice. So that's yeah. I stored it up over there, and now I'm going to start drawing from it. Same thing with you guys. Mm. You know, it's good. Sometimes maybe you got the problem is maybe your life's a little too easy, and you think it's hard. Mm. <clears throat> so, anybody else? Uh, what else do you do just to aside from like looking at old journal entries to just give you good perspective? Uh, is it just is that why you look at biographies, read history and stuff? Yeah. Um, is there anything else? I mean, you can sign up for Glassdoor and start getting recruiting emails. Yeah. 
Yeah, and Publix is hiring general managers, and you're like, eh, thank God I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to do that. Yeah. Do you have any friends outside of this bubble? Uh, yeah. No. Joey says no. <laughs> Joey says no. <laughs> I got, yeah. I've got relationships outside of the TF bubble. So I get a, I get Taste. a firsthand view of like what other people are doing and what they think is good, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's mm. that'll, that'll do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We, we live in a little bit of a bubble. So <clears throat> it should never turn into like entitlement. It should never turn into, you know, us. It's all perspective. We think that we think at some point you let a little thought in. It's like, man, this is freaking hard. and I'm getting beat when you're not getting beat. The sh- you start believing that, and that takes over your thoughts, and then you lose mm-hmm. perspective. So, that's good. That's good. Why yeah. do these things simultaneously happen to everybody on the team at the same time? Energy is like this. Osmosis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The like, same, the what same, you're saying is exactly the what same reason that you can show up on a phone call, you can say all the right things, and you can say the exact same thing that I would have said, but because you are not handling yourself well outside of work, the energy that's transferred to that prospect, they just see somebody pretending. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. It's energy yeah. at this point. It's, it's not, good. it's energy. It's just, it's the law of the mirror. How do you let, like, the environment's energy not affect you and, like, just position yourself? This environment's of? energy is actually really damn good. But, like, when you're in a, I don't know, if it goes into a place like what he was talking about where the energy just changes, like, you're like, I'm not going to let that change me. There's got to be more people on the team who can feel it and they don't accept it. Mm. So if I come in and I'm feeling, I'm feeling that the cum- cumulative energy of the room is lower than what, what I expect it to be, what am I going to do? Call it out. Like why, why would somebody like me lower myself to the level of the energy in the room when it's not what I tolerate? Mm. So the question is like not really what do I do when the energy is low. The question is what is it about you that's tolerating it you know, you know. Do you have big goals or do you not have big goals? What is it about your personality that's tolerating some less than best type of energy? Do you have the identity and the confidence to say, "Why are you not excited?" You're catalyst. It's good. You know, we're are we holding each other accountable to an extent, or are we just kind of like, "Nah, man, Joey's the best closer I've ever seen, and he doesn't need call down." Oh, that's good. Yeah. Well, yeah. He sometimes he. At the best, you have to be called out. That's why you got coaches all the way up, all the way up. Olympic gold medalists have more coaches. So, don't tolerate it. You're welcome. What's the biggest takeaway you got? Perspective, clarity on my goals. If you allow small things to stack up, yeah, it's going to become a big thing. Okay. Um, If you lack authority outside of work, it's going to come in. I think that's a big deal right now. It wasn't what I came in wanting to deal with, but I think that that's the biggest thing I feel right now. So how you're handling your affairs outside of the offices are either crippling you or empowering you inside the offices. And my guess is that for 60, 80% of the room, it's crippling you. Okay? You guys good? Yeah, that was good. Thanks. Thank you. Are you good? Appreciate it. All right, good. All right. Rock and roll. See you guys. Thanks for listening. For more from Chris and Taylor, visit trafficandfunnels.com and get a free gift just for being a subscriber. That's trafficandfunnels.com.